0: BLOB TALK RADIO hey everybody,
1: Recruiting Animal here on December 3rd, 2014, December 3, 2014, almost the end of the year. And lots of people are going to be going to parties this month. So I've brought you some good advice to take to those parties. I read an article the other day by a woman with the unfortunate name of Elizabeth Wurzel. Elizabeth Wurtzel. It sounds like wart and pretzel put together. Yeah. And her title of the the article was Six Easy Ways to Make People Hate You. Six easy ways to make people hate you. Yeah, I didn't know it was that hard. The six of those ways. Anyway, she says people are going to hate you if you're boring and I agree entirely so here's her tips about being boring okay she says you can talk as long as you want if you're interesting and everybody loves listening to you she claims that she talks a lot and nobody complains and that's okay that's quite all right but not everyone she says is like her she says people are usually boring and here's why they don't read anything and they don't listen to music and they don't see movies or even watch tv so they've got nothing to talk about but you know what i disagree with her you can do all of those things but if you don't process the material properly you won't have anything to say if you read an article You've got to take the time to figure out the main points it's making. Then you'll be able to tell somebody else. If you don't do that, you won't remember what you read. And when you go to a party, you'll just stand there like a dummy, like a dummy. And that's what they'll think you are. Oh, that dummy. I don't want to be with him. Anyway, that brings me to another point. I harp on all the time. I've read. Many articles that say all you have to do to be interested is ask questions and listen. Go to a party and pretend you're a journalist, they say. People love to talk. So they'll always appreciate a good listener. Well, i got to tell you something. That's not true. That's a lie. Most people don't have much to say, at least not that much to say. So sooner or later... They're going to want you to say something as well. And if you don't have anything to say, they're going to think you're boring because your mind is empty. So let's bring this around to recruiting. Lou Adler says that a recruiter should coach his candidates before he sends them out to an interview. And he says you should tell them that they should take, oh a one to two minutes to answer a question. If the candidate talks for over three minutes, The interviewer is going to think (laughs) the interviewer, not the interview. The interviewer is going to think the candidate is boring. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? But if the candidate answers in less than a minute, Lou claims the interviewer is going to think that she has a no real interest in the job, or b that she's a dummy. I, I don't know if that's true, but what is all this proof that not all people? Are good at interviews. Not all people are good talkers. That's why I have to push them and pull them on Jerry. Jerry! What show is this?
2: The recruiting animal. Oh, man, how you doing up there, Animal? How you yeah, doing? Yeah, you
1: made it back this week. What a yeah. surprise!
2: Yeah, oh. was I out last week?
1: Yeah, no, it was Thanksgiving
2: Eve, Punk. man. There was no I show last Big week.
1: Punk. Yeah, without telling me that you weren't coming, <coughs> you think you're going to get paid for that? You I there was no Not show. Here. It's a holiday. Not <laughs> here. I've been taunted. I've cut that. I, I didn't have shows before American Thanksgiving in the past, and people taunted me. They made fun of me. Somebody out of Who
0: cares? Who cares what they're thinking
2: over
1: there? Okay, well, nobody, nobody. not even you called in, okay? Called in. okay. All right. Look, yeah, okay. Let's go to Darn. the guest.
3: Well, I hear you guy? got a
1: sort Yeah, okay. Our guest is a guy named Jeremy Ames. Let me, and I know he's here because I can load him already. Jeremy Ames, come on down. Hey, how you doing? Well, you sounded a little more clear before. Lose the oh, attitude, sorry. Jeremy. How you doing? I don't care if he's got attitude. Better attitude than boring. Better attitude that's than That's true.
2: That's true. Okay. We need more yeah, attitude, I... Jeremy.
1: Yeah, that's right. Now, look, i got to tell you something. There's a lot of Jeremy Ames on Google. I'm surprised. And Jeremy P. Ames is a criminal. <laughs> mm. He's all over the place. So Jeremy Ames, our Jeremy Ames, uses some middle name or his mom's last name, Jeremy Allen, A-L-L-Y-N, Ames on Twitter. That is a dumb solution to that problem. Jeremy Ames, H-R-I-S, that means something. Jeremy Allen, that's not even a normal spelling of Allen. Don't confuse people on social media. Don't you know that, buddy?
4: Hey, don't blame me for things that happened before I was born. I had no consciousness. You don't have to
1: repeat the problem, the mistake. (laughs) Just because your parents are, you know, who knows? And that's not, they're not using it on Twitter. Your parents on Twitter? Uh,
4: I don't think they know what Twitter is
1: now. Yeah, okay, fine. Okay, look, you said on Twitter that you're not sure who's more nervous about your debut on the Recruiting Animal Show, me? Or you and I got to tell you, I'm nervous because you told me that you're not just an HRS guy. You're not bland. You're not boring. You know a lot about recruiting, even though you're not a recruiter. And, and, and we also, also
2: might add that you, your show's been kind of on on a slump lately. You've you've oh, gotten in a rut. People, yeah. have, people a anyway, lot of people have said you, that.
1: I didn't say that. Don't
2: shoot the messenger.
1: Okay. Yeah. Anyway. You gotta be interesting. You have gotta be interesting on this show. That's what I'm nervous about. I've got a reason to be nervous. I'm not just scared, okay? Don't make me out to be a chicken.
4: Okay. Hey, I mean, I I, I was more concerned about your the fact that I'm not probably your your prototypical guest, and that yeah, I'm bringing.
1: Uh, okay, okay, okay. We I talked about it well, already I, enough. Okay, yeah. Look, we're going song, and, and you know, what? I had a different song. I changed the song. Because Jerry, for the first time ever, said, if we do all about the bass, he'll sing with me.
3: That's kind that of my song? theme song.
1: Okay. Well, you overweight, Jerry. Do you know that song, Jeremy? That's a touchy subject, but yeah. Jeremy, all about the bass?
4: Do you know it? Yeah, I'm familiar with that song, yes.
1: Okay, we're just going to sing the chorus, okay? You ready? Are you going to do it with us?
4: Uh, is that a prerequisite? But yeah, yeah i will go you for it. Yeah,
1: you shows. you got to do it. Don't be all right, kidding. here we go. you got to win the audience, <laughs> Jeremy. Anybody? There's a ton of people on the line. Anybody going to sing with us? It's so easy. All about the bass. All about the bass. Anybody? Put up your hand. No? Okay. Let's us three. Okay. We'll go count to three and then we'll go. One, two, three. It's all, it's all about that about base. bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble.
2: I'm all about that
1: bass,
2: that bass, no trouble. It's all, about, all about, about that bass, no yeah, about, about that, that bass, oh <laughs> no yeah. Yeah, and then you aren't gonna get into into the verse. It's pretty clear. I ain't no size two, but I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do.
1: You're supposed to be singing, Jerry. You're supposed to be a musician. You betrayed me. I could have done a better song without you, okay? I don't need you. Okay.
2: Jerry. No, you do need me. I've had a few people DM me that says, hey, if it weren't for you, there'd be no
1: show. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a More losers. More
2: than, more than two.
1: Let them go! Let him start his own show about fishing, okay? I heard on Twitter today, I don't even remember this, someone said on the recent after show, you were talking about what you're going to feed your family after the apocalypse.
2: That That's a mischaracterization. I
1: okay. never said
2: that. There's there's no apocalypse
1: yeah, Jeremy, coming. Jeremy, tell us who you are in 30 seconds, please. Uh,
4: I'm Jeremy Allen Ames. I pep uh, it
1: up, I am... pep it up,
4: Pep it up. Yeah, I uh, that wasn't... 30 seconds yet. I am uh, founder and president of Hive Tech HR. Uh, We are an HRS consulting firm. We help our clients find, implement, and enhance their HR systems.
1: Uh, find, implement, and enhance. Okay. okay. You're you're a consultant. You know, here's what I'm going to teach you something. You're going to learn. You're going to get your money's worth from this show. I'm an HR technology consultant. I help people select their technology or improve it and implement it. That's much easier than the verbose mumbling that you were indulging in. Okay, now let me go to your link. What's your website?
3: I'm looking for people like him right now.
1: Why? Go ahead, Kathy. Kathy Manis, Kathy's Cause... corner. Go ahead.
3: No, at Deloitte, we need people with Workday or Fusion or Success Factors down in Orlando. Huge project, all Not levels. We'll even take people with one year. Not
1: a programmer. He's a consultant. Oh my
3: I know okay. it. That's what they do. These okay. are not programmer positions. These are HR. He's got a
1: company. He's
2: not looking for a job.
3: I know, but he may know of people. Oh,
2: okay, that's all right. Can't blame can't blame a sourcer for sourcing.
1: Talk to him on Twitter. That's right. Can't okay. blame a sorcerer for sourcing. Thank you. Kathy. What is your website, Jeremy? Uh, my
4: website is uh, hivetechhr.com. dot com.
1: tech H I V E T E C H is that it? HR. HR. HR.com. Hive Tech HR.com. Let's go there. What kind of phone do you want, Jeremy? It is a, hold on,
4: AT&T.
1: Landline? Hand,
4: it's a landline handset. You can't hear me clearly. Usually people not can hear me fine. Is
1: it portable?
4: Uh, it is sort of portable. It's not uh, like a, I have no handset. Uh,
1: semi-portable phone. You, know, you, you sound a bit... Not full. You don't have a rich sound. You know, we can blame it on Block Talk Radio, but I know it's you. Anyway, let me come back to your LinkedIn uh summary. It stinks, okay? I'm gonna grade it for you. And I'm not even a piece of software to do it. It stinks. Here's what you call yourself Diverse Professional. <laughs> With consulting, international, human resources, and systems development experience. What does diverse professional mean? That you're Japanese? Come on.
4: Uh I speak Spanish. That's kind of what I was going. With. Did you did you pick that up from Diverse or No, oh, I didn't
1: know what it meant. No. You, you look like your Caucasian to me. That's not you really diverse. Bilingual. The bilingual. Yeah, not okay. Just... Bilingual. You know what? That's not the first thing to put in there anyway. It's, I'm a it's human absolutely resources nothing to information with... consultant. I'm a human <laughs> resources information consultant. Hey kids, if you're a job hunter, don't do what this professional does, okay?
2: He's not a job hunter.
1: Yeah. He's CEO. So back he's off. Saying. This
2: guy is not looking for a job.
1: Well, he's what's what's he got a LinkedIn profile for? He wants people to find him and figure to out to connect out who and be is. part of a
2: community and share content and read recruiter blogs. That's yeah. the only reason anybody's on LinkedIn.
1: Well, okay, here's here's something that I read that I'm going to use to introduce us: the okay. HR technology landscape market is is worth 15 billion dollars there's 15 billion dollars in sales every year in hr technology is that correct jeremy
4: uh if you if you read it then i trust that you read it i read it in an article
1: that you pointed to by our good good friend josh burson yes the hr technology landscape i would never call a market a landscape okay i don't like to be confusing $15 $15 billion. How come you don't know that? You're a consultant in that market.
4: I'm not concerned with the 15000000000 billion. I'm just trying to carve out my own little niche.
1: But, you know. Okay. okay, look. What's your personal brand? And I'm going to ask you this because you advise people. First, figure out what your personal brand is in real life. Then write your LinkedIn profile. What's your personal brand since I assume you figured it out?
4: Uh, I am a diverse professional. I'm just kidding. i um, <laughs> my personal brand is basically uh just making sure that everything that I add in terms of value is is both uh interesting and and provides value either to my customers, uh my okay. employees.
1: Okay. Yeah, okay, it's fine. Okay, what's your Boring. company culture? Yeah, right. What's your company culture?
4: Company culture is, is empowerment. So it's basically uh even though I'm I'm the founder's CEO I, I, there's no hierarchy basically. So are you a like, pretty
2: pretty big sized company, Jeremy?
4: No, we're small. We're not big. We're small. Now,
1: consulting firms are not usually that big, okay? Okay, now you said on Twitter or one of your articles, I think an article, that five percent of people are pioneers. Is that am I right about that? Does that ring a bell?
4: That sounds like a quote from I believe HR Tech Europe that I was at recently.
1: Do you believe mm-hmm. that? That five percent of people are pioneers?
4: That was uh, it. Was a quote from uh, I think it was Ray Wang, if if I'm remembering that one properly, and and I wouldn't have retweeted it if I didn't find it to be. I mean, I can't tell sure for how accurate it is, of but yeah. Saying,
1: yes, I believe it, and this is what it means. Do I have to drag it out of I absolutely
4: believe it because there aren't enough pioneers, and and people who are trying to be pioneers in company these days aren't truly that at heart, and they're kind of t- taking their companies in the wrong direction. So, that's, okay, so I do believe so it. So a
1: pioneer is someone who tries something new. You know what? It's always good, I, I've understood, to have a big mass of uh, conservative people who just keep things going stable, even if it's not the best way. And then you have these freaks trying out new things. If everyone was trying out new things, it would be a big disaster. Okay? That's what I've heard. 5% of pioneers. That is the pioneers?
4: impending disaster we all face, because we're all okay. trying to push everyone to be those pioneers. and. And, you know, it's just not, that's not sustainable. So I'm with you.
1: Now, you say that Twitter sucks. You see, say the Twitter feed today lacks variety compared to five years ago. Everybody sounds the same, right? You, yes. I agree with you. Okay. And people, you say this, this was interesting. You said people tend to water themselves down on social media because they accept friends from diverse audiences. So they're looking for something that won't offend anybody. You want to talk about that a bit?
4: Yeah, it's because you're not just speaking to your friends. You're not just, you know, you're not speaking just to your business peers. You're trying to, everything that you write and everything you articulate could be seen by anybody. So at any given moment, you could be offending one of those groups. So you just kind of have to put, put yourself in this middle ground, which is actually not as interesting as it would be if you, you know, if everyone was more like, you and some others who aren't aren't afraid of kind of escaping that middle ground.
1: So that's, yeah, that's you know what, what I meant by that. I on Jen, from Jennifer, from McClure this morning, that, uh, as a rule, diversity on a, a team, uh, make, you know, makes for innovation. What you just said is really that diversity can inhibit, uh, freewheeling innovation. You're afraid to make a move. There's too much conflict with people who don't think like you. Is that right?
4: Uh, I guess that's a twist on what I just said
1: what <laughs> <laughs> what kind of diversity are we talking
2: about true well, actual diversity more... of thought or government mandated diversity slash inclusion. <laughs> We've
4: shifted from what my the original intent of my statement was, which was more diversity of the the groups of people you interact with, not race, not you know none of that. I'm just talking about. Okay. You know the mixture between personal and work life. So what's um, the
1: solution? Let's move faster. Is there a solution yeah. on for this?
4: What do you do to be interesting? I think that you you push the limits on both of those. You're not. People are just so damn concerned. About, oh, sorry. Is that a swear? Uh, they're so no, down that's and
0: concerned. okay. Don't worry. That's okay. Right.
2: You can say damn, damn, damn,
4: damn. All right. It's the damn. Yes word. That's the problem. All right. Um. So they're they're so concerned about. Saying the wrong Amazing. thing, and and uh, they also they're taking their cues from what everyone else is saying. You sit on like a, a tweet chat these days, and it's just you know it's a bunch of parrots. So I think it's about you know trying to find the the ability to be unique, but also having character restrictions on what you can say. And we're and I'm talking more about social media, of course, but you know that's that's also in general.
1: You see, you wanted to be freewheeling and say "damn," but then you had to inhibit yourself because of the culture of this show. I blocked yeah. you, right? That's what we're talking yeah. about.
4: I didn't memorize the thirty words that you prohibit, so I was afraid that, well, that I'll was tell
1: you. Don't worry, I'll keep you. Okay, how many? I
4: was you-
2: surprised at a few of your bad words. I was not aware. Empathy? Oh, it's
1: terrible. I hate it. Paradigm? Awful. Oh, out there. Come on, we're not interface. Talking about that now. Back in the day. Come That's on. Terrible. Oh, come on. Let's go. Let's move ahead. Okay, how many I'm hires trying to
2: move in some direction. We're we're in a quagmire. Is quagmire an animal bad word because <laughs> you probably hear it so often?
1: <laughs> Look here. Verbal quagmire. I, hold on. Hold on, Jeremy. Jeremy uh what's your uh, Jeremy Allen Ames. Yeah, you know about source of hire, right? Because isn't that something that the HR software, recruiting software tells you?
4: That is part of yes. That is part of the recruiting it's a, uh, talent acquisition process. Don't talk in a process. boring
1: tone. Don't talk in a boring tone. Fluctuate your <laughs> voice a little. No monotone. I'm co- I'm, that is I'm, I'm absolutely listening. correct. It is
4: the part of the whole talent acquisition process.
1: Yeah, just because you're, you're singing like good. a sing song. Okay. How <laughs> many hires? How many hires generally come from Twitter? What percentage?
4: Percentage hires from Twitter, where they're sourced, would probably be. This is a guess. Twenty uh, percent.
1: Whoa! Where'd you come up with that figure from?
4: It was a guess. It was a guess. I cl- caveated it. Let's go 05 point five percent. It's
1: ridiculous. Rob McIntosh says he studies the issue, and it's two or three percent. Okay. So you don't know Facebook either? The source of hire, Facebook.
4: I am familiar with Facebook. Yes, I have. I think I have an account there.
1: Okay. What's what, what's? No, 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 no. I know you. Hold know on, what it, hold on, hold on. I need to interject here.
2: Before this show actually hits the can, look—he's not a recruiter. He is a business owner. He is a consultant. Why don't you ask him about that stuff rather than yeah, like having him speculate?
3: Technologies he recommends, like what type of HR technology programs and systems does he implement? Yeah, what I want ask
1: that? Him. He said he knows about recruiting. He said, "Okay, let me move on to the big question." Well, first, I'm yep. going to ask him. Okay. He says that you can recruit candidates without ever calling them. He says you can show a candidate love without calling. You don't have to have a phone conversation with a candidate to make her feel wanted and jazzed up to work for you. If you use a traditional okay, traditional phone, that's what he says. If you use a traditional phone, you're missing out on data points that might indicate success. I don't even know what he's talking about. There. What?
2: Who said that?
5: This guy The guy's on the phone. Jeremy said that? Yeah.
2: What does that mean? Data points on a traditional phone.
5: Traditional
4: was the key word in all of that and that's that's the limitation of the number of characters you're working with in Twitter. So I even I remember when I wrote that, I think it was in some tweet chat and everyone went haywire which which was kind of fun, but they missed the point which was that traditional implies you're picking up a phone and calling somebody, and I was trying to get at the difference between traditional interviews and video interviewing. That's really where <laughs> I was going with that.
1: Okay, well, Are you I a
2: proponent to... of video
4: interviewing? No, no, no. no. Let's I take am a an step absolute back. proponent of it, yes.
1: Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, let's take a step back. You don't think you have to phone a person to recruit them. Is that what you said?
4: I don't, To to source them? No, I, don't, I absolutely don't think you need to phone somebody to source them.
1: How do you source them? <laughs>
4: Uh, through you already mentioned a couple of the of the vehicles but there's also you know more of the kind of like the way that marketing has gone where it's it's more you know it's inbound marketing so it's inbound recruiting so I I, I mean obviously I think I was Jerry was nice enough to point out that I'm not a recruiter so I've, I have the opportunity to potentially offend recruiters by saying these things but
2: well, I, here, now, here, here's the deal recruiters yeah. are not offended ever okay yeah, you can say whatever you want. We don't care.
4: I mean, I would be knowing that I work on the technology that is geared towards getting in front of candidates and and attracting them without the need for, you know, the the one-on-one human contact and even mm-hmm. screening them to the point where, you know, large companies can can take a hands-off approach to getting the the number uh whittled down to something manageable. It, to me, that speaks to the fact that it, that it is going the route of more automation and, and not having to pick up a phone and call people. So that's what so you're came talking. From hold on,
1: let's put some context to it. And yeah. it, uh, anybody who wants to talk, to, as soon as I finish this, let will let you <laughs> come in. You're welcome to speak up at any time. But you're not talking about third third-party recruiters like us. You're talking about corporate recruiters, right? And that they're putting some kind of ads or social media or marketing material out there. That's going to be pushed in front of the kind of people they're looking for, or something like that. That's going to draw them into the web, and once they're in there, they can go through the process automatically. Uh, it's not you're not saying that you can just find someone on LinkedIn, send out an email, and then do all the relationship through email. You you, you have to, or, or maybe you can. You could just bring them to your website and get them to apply. Is that is that what you're saying?
4: It's an interesting differentiator you're bringing up because yeah, most of well, all of my clients are corporations and so they may they may use third-party recruiters but they're not necessarily responsible for how they get, you know, how they do their sourcing. So basically what I'm saying is uh when we're working with with companies to try to help them um with the talent acquisition process, it does become more it we're focusing on the automation. Like there's no point in me consulting to them on on
5: Okay, so no, no, hold
1: on a sec. So what you can do is send out an email, and then if they're interested, get them to the site. But I don't know how you're going to get them to, you know, sell a a passive candidate on, you know, filling out your form. That's another issue. Does anybody have a question? Because I've got a good follow-up for this. Anybody got a question?
2: I'm waiting on the good follow-up. I'm I'm at the edge of the seat here.
1: Okay, now, I I read this article by... uh, Tim Sackett, he's the man of the hour for me today, okay? And he did a review of a company called People Analytics Corporation, P.A.C. he calls them, right? And he said uh, they do what great selection assessment companies should do. They help companies understand what traits and characteristics define their top talent. Now, I don't know how they do that. I'm going to ask Jeremy, but let's put that question to the side. Then they do assessments. If someone's applying for a job for about 15 bucks each candidate, they do assessments. Uh, most assessments are based on personality. So it sounds like they have to do a personality test when they apply. I'm going to ask Jeremy. He says the People Analytics Corporation, it's based on five factors. They test your personality, your skills, your uh, culture fit, and uh, two other things, needs and context. I don't even know what they mean. He said that the assessment takes about 12 minutes, and listen to this, provides data that has been proven reliable based on millions of completed applications. And you can compare the results of a candidate to the traits of an existing employee. I've said a ton there, Jeremy. You want to tackle that?
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're basically pointing out the fact that there are technology solutions to pretty much every step in the in the talent acquisition process. So um you know,
1: Okay, let of, me ask you. Let's go back to my first point. Yes. How does a company like People Analytics, how do they help a company understand what traits and characteristics define top talent for a specific job?
4: Uh, I would only know the second part of that, which is the what they've determined in terms of what those characteristics are. How those should be input into into your system like Taleo to try to make sure that there's that initial screening that happens that doesn't require human interaction, so that you can take in you know 10,000 resumes and and get it down to something where you can then hand it off to humans. So
0: okay, I, so,
1: socially,
4: so somehow I can't work somehow, that part.
1: somehow they interview a lot of people who are like uh, electrical engineers. They find out what the best best employees what their traits are, and so mm-hmm. those go into a computer program. The applicant answers what, uh, 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 some kind of questions? Are you familiar with those assessments that, that he was talking about?
4: So they can either be, you know, um, the, the, what I was alluding to on Twitter was that they actually do, from a video interviewing standpoint, it's not just, you know, you having to sit there kind of like a go-to meeting or like a web Webex kind of thing. It's it's literally you hand off questions to somebody and they offline answer those questions. So then you have your your variables that you're looking for and and their answers and uh, and some data points that you get as far as their how they interact on the call uh, or on the video interview. Oof, that was a
5: miscue there.
1: Uh, and that I'm not worried about start- that. I'm worried about getting a clear answer. I don't yes. think you answered the question. Does anybody think he's? You know he's telling me more you know about this like what do you know anything about the where what, what where do you fit into this? I mean aren't you familiar with these kind of assessment programs? Yes or no?
4: I am familiar with helping uh clients find those assessment systems. I'm not familiar with their inner workings. I don't have to be that's that's the job of the software well, How do vendor. you know
1: which ones are good? You're a consultant. How do you know which ones are good?
4: I go to all the technology shows and they approach me to try to tell me what they have, and so. That's not do an you, answer.
2: Do you compete with Sarah White often for customers? Are you, like, head-to-head competitors?
4: No, I know of Sarah, but, no, in fact, we don't tend to compete head-to-head with, with most people. It's, you know, there's enough going on that that's not really what happens. But, yeah, I, yeah I'm familiar with her and what she's capable of. She's she's very good. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Yeah, she's better looking than you, okay? <laughs> Even with that huge picture that you blew up of me
4: on Twitter, but... oh, what can I
1: do? <laughs> no, no, <'cause> I, <laughs> loved, I improved your, I improved the guy's Twitter picture. I do it for a lot of people. If you were smart, you would put what I gave you in, in place. You're free of it.
2: charge, I might add.
1: No, no, can I actually, thank yeah.
2: you for the community at large?
1: Yeah, that was not for Twitter. You've got your uh, cartoon that doesn't look like you, but is very distinctive. Okay, that was. The one I gave you was just your LinkedIn profile, uh picture. I improved uh, it. I
4: appreciate that.
1: And you should put it in there. The one you've got is dull, and this one's uh, in color. Okay.
4: Now. Kind of like me. Yeah, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're you're a diverse. I forgot. Okay. Uh, couldn't Tell from the picture. Okay. Recruiters. You know, what about? Re- uh. This is what he says. Recruiters should be ma- I think you said this. Recruiters should be matching candidates to company culture. We use. We use ShadowMaker USA to create cultural benchmarks. What does that mean? Cultural
4: benchmarks. Uh, ShadowMatch is the is the product. Well, or, uh, hold on
1: a second, Jeremy. You yeah. don't sound excited. You don't sound like you're having fun. I'm ready to have fun today. Jerry's okay. ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready, ready. Ready, 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 ready. Ready. Yeah. ready. What about you? What's wrong, Jeremy? How can we make this better for you? A, a better... Uh, interview experience. We're always concerned about that. Uh, I, I'm asking you your own questions now. I'm feeding your own material back, and I don't hear the fire in your belly, the, the liveliness in your voice. The passion. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. What do I, I have to do? How can we help
2: you look great here, Jeremy, instead of just good Average. or okay?
4: I think what I want to get across to you guys, is, and why I think it's important that I'm on a call like on or on a show like this, is that there are, when I say that I know recruiting, I don't know it to the intimate level that you guys know. But what you people in your space need to understand is that there's a lot of crossover going on right now between the whole employee life cycle from when, they, when they're when they looking for a job to when they terminate. And there's people who are interacting at, in portions of that uh, life cycle that are now crossing into your space. So I think it's important for you guys to learn from what what we know but also so that we Wait, learn I don't from get
3: one. what you just said. Me no. either. But, it,
1: I... but maybe Jerry knows. Jerry, do no. you understand what he said?
3: Nobody no. does. No, tell was...
1: us. Elaborate. Okay, you got a little fire now. Just tell us yes. what you meant. They're crossing what? into our territory. What does that mean? It means, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Workday,
4: and we'll, I'll talk technology because I know it. Workday manages the whole employee life cycle. It does recruiting now. It does onboarding. It does managing benefits employees. So people who are working on the technology to manage like benefits are also working on the technology to manage recruiting. So people have to know more about overall HR and and the whole specialist side of recruiting is now, you know, there's just a danger that it's going to be lost because you guys have you guys are the holders of more information specifically in that space. So that's my only point as far as
3: why I know it's important. Workday doesn't actual recruiting. I mean, it may be a system that will track candidates or whatever, but I don't think it would ever replace recruiting.
4: No, it is not going to go out and uh, and actively like a person go find people. But it has the cap- you know it has all the features of a recruiting system.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. You're losing me. You're losing us. Come on, you wanted us to know something. What is that secret that you're trying to share? I know you can do it, Jeremy. I know you can. Last week I had a candidate on who didn't speak English, okay? I'm going to be frank about that. And there were, you know, but you speak English even if you claim to be diverse, okay? So try to tell us what's the threat?
4: The threat is if if you don't if the recruiting side of the house which has traditionally been separate doesn't jump in and and learn what else is going on in the overall HR life cycle the threat is that you're that you could potentially not have a say in the future of your industry and of your profession okay
1: you know what that's like they, we always hear about that you know HR people have to understand the business if they want a seat at the table and you're saying that recruiters corporate recruiters have to understand the whole range of HR software in order to have a seat at that software table. Is that what you're saying, the technology table? Is that what you're saying? If they're going to contribute to recruiting, they have to be intelligent about the how the whole system works. Is that what you're saying, Jeremy?
4: I am saying that, but not, not to an in-depth, incredible, you know, expert level, but just as a high-level understanding, yes. Okay, that's so exactly if those
1: dummy, lazy corporate recruiters out there want to get ahead, you're giving them a big tip. Learn something about HR software. Is that is that what you're saying?
4: Thank you. You said it much more that was,
1: than I did. That was pretty good, Animal. Okay. Well, you good. know, he made good. a good statement. That stuff about being a parrot, the, the parrots, that that got some response on Twitter. Nothing else we've said so far has. A parrot? Okay? Like a bird, the parrot? Yeah, you know, people just, you know, yak, yak, yak. They say the same old thing on those Twitter chats. People are afraid to be I hate Twitter chats. God. Because of di- diverse audiences the you know, intellectual the okay now, they clog you, up you're, you're, the twitter channels it's yeah ridiculous you, know, okay. you don't care anything about that but you know what this article i don't care anything about might, twitter in any fashion it's crap okay. it's a waste of this time this article this article by tim hackett i have to admit i found it fascinating that these people you apply for a job and you fill out an assessment for 15 bucks in 12 minutes that you know measures your personality, your skills, your organizational uh, culture fit, your needs and your context. I just wanted more detail on that. I thought our friend here would know something about it. It's not his field. Okay, but I'm going to tell you what, what else they do. This uh, People Analytics Corporation, they can tell if somebody's faking their results to try to look better. Did you know that, Jeremy?
4: Yeah, I mean, the cheating is not... That's the best time to cheat when to try to get in the door, right? So of course they're gonna, people are gonna do it.
1: Yeah, but it says they've got a PAC has a faking score in their assessment technology, which shows you which candidates are trying to fake the results in order to look better. <laughs> wow! I I,
2: I I faked my first um, profile test when I was interviewing to be a recruiter. Uh
1: huh
2: and i i could i i could tell that some of the, it was like a personality profile test
1: uh oh yeah and
2: as i was filling it out i could tell that some of the traits that i didn't necessarily have i thought were probably more in the what a sales guy
1: would need to do yeah
2: so i so i kind of answered the questions as if i was that guy
1: oh okay maybe that's what they're talking about it's very simple you could do it on paper as well as uh okay but they also say that the the software um, it it red, it, you know, within the assessment, you also get red flags of where the candidates are probably going to come up short. I guess that just shows you there's a mismatch between what they've got and what the standard uh, template requires. Is that is that what they're talking about there, Jeremy?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what their particular software. I know that the the ones that do it the best, it, it's most effective when you're testing on something that's easily. Uh, evaluate it. So if you're testing somebody's skill sets on, on some sort of technology, you know, you can actually, I've seen products that can actually record you f- uh, completing a problem. So there's no, and they manage, they make sure that you're not like, you know, having somebody else do it. So there's ways you can kind of limit. Oh, the really? Reading, yeah
1: that interesting and there's also an employ me, employment employee development component so they do the assessment and then it tells the hiring manager what you have to learn once you're on board i guess that's straightforward once they see a mismatch they might desire to hire decide to hire you but they know where you're weak as well is that that what they're talking about
4: it is uh, the actual execution on that i've seen as kind of dubious because you don't always connect the information that's gathered when you're hiring somebody to when they're actually an employee. So, you know, most companies don't have that. Okay, sounds, to say better. sounds
1: that. better than it is, okay? It's a, you know, it sounds great, yeah. but there's no real benefit. Okay, Tim Sackett says that sources, I want to know, You maybe this is out of your field, but sourcers are just failed recruiters who don't know how to talk to people. Is that something you'd like to comment on, or is it, you know, you don't <laughs> have contact with those guys?
4: I uh, know that's... Uh... I'll let you guys tell me if that's the case or not. (laughs) I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, Okay, here's here's something you said. You have an opinion on this. You said, I don't focus on job titles. I guess this is when you're hiring. I quickly review the overall resume and see how well the person articulates their story. I don't look at the job titles. I want to see how well they tell their story. What does that mean? It
4: means that we all have a, a history of our career. That you know, for, from my perspective, especially when I'm when I know I'm hiring into a position that requires a you know a level of expertise that has to match the person's background. The story to me is is what I want to see. If I see a story that starts out amazing and then all of a sudden they're they're doing a job that seems kind of below where they started, that's a red flag to me. Whereas if I nope. see a story that's you know kind of like a stock you want to buy a stock that's going up rather than you know so you're looking something at the career
1: thinking. arc you're looking yes. at the career arc you Correct. know what jeremy let me tell a little story about that my experience people you know they only want to put uh 10 years of uh experience on their resume so the first job they have is a manager already then you look at the education there's no date on the year of graduation so the client says go get the date of the year of graduation, I say, they're not going to like that. They say, I want to see what their career arc is. I want to see if, you know, the position they're in is something that if they've got 20 years experience, they shouldn't be there. They should be doing better, right? So you think that it's important to see the year of graduation on a resume. Am I right about that?
4: I absolutely believe that. I think that there are some people who who uh, practice ageism, so that's going to be the concern. So they're either going to be looking for somebody whose career is not, you know, long enough, but not too long, and that that to me, there's a lot of danger in that because you do some, you know, there's some natural weeding out that might happen if that's the case. So, but you're I look age- more for
1: you're, you're still art. a fairly young guy, but you're not ageist when you're hiring your software software guys. You, you you're quite fine hiring middle-aged people. Is that right?
4: Yeah, age to me is less of an issue rather okay, than. Okay, but it's not, zero. A, it's not.
1: It's a big issue to the, to uh, Mark Zuckerberg. He said young people are smarter than old people. He just said that. That guy who runs Microsoft or some other no, some other big consultant also. He said all innovation comes from young people, not middle-aged people. Do you agree with that?
4: Being somebody who is pretty much tired of the whole millennial baloney and and kind of putting everyone into a box, saying that if you're a millennial, you have a higher understanding of technology, that that drives me crazy. Especially somebody who's you know at my age working in technology, you know I just think that that's it's an unfair classification. You need to look at the person's background, their comfort with technology. Doesn't I mean? There's just not enough of a correlation to age for that to really be a factor for me.
1: But a lot of people keep saying that the, those millennials are smarter technically, that they're going to do better for you as a software uh, developer. Is that right or wrong? Am I right about that?
4: They maybe, as a generalization, might have a higher uh, level of expertise on particular software, but they also, there's a lot that comes with them that, you know, it's basically you got to balance out everything you're going to be getting. Uh, so, I won't go into much of the negatives. Okay, but. You
1: know what? We got a bunch of new people on the line. You just heard somebody clunked. I got about a bunch of people hung up on us already. Um, and but so there's some new people here too. Does anybody want to talk to Jeremy? Help me out here. Try to be interesting.
2: Can Can I just offer just one? Uh, go
1: ahead, Jeremy. I'm not doing uh, that great. I, I think I'm talking about interesting things. Right. But you, I you mean, I hate to
2: do, do this publicly. Clunk. But here, Jeremy, only five people are actually listening. So don't don't worry about. On your front page, uh, you're missing a word. Now, I could let on you find website? it, or I could clue on you in website? on your website. Tell
1: dot
2: Hivetechhr.com. You know, when you go to the home thing there, you're missing the word of between swarm and HCM. Just throwing that out there for you. I'm here to help.
1: Okay, I hope you're right, Jerry. Because, you know, he's diverse. So you don't want to. Uh, Maybe I hope that. I'm right. I am right. Maybe it's an idiomatic. Don't you ever
2: second guess me.
0: Maybe it's an 800th hey, buzzword that I'm unaware of. No,
1: it's a dialect. It Maybe it's a dialect,
0: okay? He said he's a ADD doesn't make somebody wrong. Okay.
2: I mean, if the word swarm was more. No, no, no. I'm pretty confident. Otherwise, okay. I would not have stepped forward.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. I
4: honestly. Uh, I take all feedback and then we'll we'll fix it. So all right, not man. a problem. He's
1: not an egotist. He said it on Twitter. Now listen, you say, <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy uh, Allen Ames. See that Allen is screwing me up. Okay, uh, you say the best candidates won't write a resume. Mm. The uh, most attractive candidates aren't likely to write a resume. They'll probably upload their LinkedIn profile. So we have to make recruitment Lazy. software. You didn't say recruiting. You said recruitment software, so easy to use, it's actually fun. Is that a good sign or a bad sign, okay?
4: Is that a good or bad sign for the future of work or what? for what? No,
1: I mean, if these guys won't write a resume and you have to baby them to, to you know, to – Make an application. Does that mean that they're, you know, in for the the grind, or that, you know, you're? You no, know, nah, you got speak. you
2: got to do a little bit of work, man. I'm sorry, Mr. Applicant,
0: or Mrs. Applicant, or Ms. Applicant. Jump through a okay. couple hoops. Sorry, I, I mean. You know what? If the hoops are basically complexity that HR slash recruiters have put in for the last, like, 20-plus years and they just don't want to move away from it because, frankly, they look at that as job security, I'm sorry. That doesn't necessarily mean because I don't want to fill out your stupid form that, that I'm not the guy for your job. I mean, I, I think there's got to be a change in the way that we look at those things.
1: Who's this? Is this a guest?
0: Sorry, it's Damon Lovett. How are you doing?
1: Damon. Hey, Damon. Okay, I saw your name. You talked to the guest. Are you you working for him or something? Oh no, 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 no! I I think
0: you know. uh, Jeremy and I talk, you know, at the shows and stuff like that. But uh, not working for him. I think. uh, Okay. So hold on a second. Oh, he was
2: saying something. Animal, don't clobber him out.
1: No, no. I want to ask him. I don't want to scare him away. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know who I'm talking to. That's okay, Uh, Jerry. No, you you want to know who you're talking over. (laughs) Uh, Okay, and there's a difference. Yeah. Look, I understand that when you're applying for a job on a phone you don't want to be you have to type with your thumbs, you don't want it to be too complex. I understand that you just want to press a button and if you've got an online profile already LinkedIn, why shouldn't you be able to send it? That makes sense to me. Is that what
0: you're saying, Damon? Yeah, basically it's not that I'm gonna use my profile Basically as don't don't the use that word. Yeah, okay, good. Sorry, is that one of those thirty words that I've not read yet? Um That's basically right. it's not on okay. that list. <laughs> Good, gotcha. So here's what's happening is I don't want to fill out your extensive form. I would like to use my profile to fill in the blanks and then go back through it and then complete it. I mean, I don't mind answering some questions if it's not something that's already covered, but if I'm applying for 100 positions or, frankly, if you've come to me and asked me to fill out your application, um, if your application's clunky and complex, it may turn me off. Right. I don't I mean, right like out.
2: applications in general.
0: I really don't. I I
2: don't understand the point of it, an actual application form. I I do see the point in, hey, here's my resume. Let me know if I'm a fit for job XY-3. Yeah, but what if they're
3: a passive candidate and they don't have a resume? Well, if your resume and your
2: letter
3: are
0: exactly the same.
2: Who doesn't have a resume, Kathy?
3: If they're a passive candidate, I mean, who? Uh, you're not going to ask them to write up a resume and spend hours on that. I wouldn't.
0: Well, if my resume and my, applica- or my, my LinkedIn profile are exactly the same or if I use my LinkedIn profile extensively as my resume, I shouldn't have to take that and convert it to Word to meet somebody else's complex, archaic legacy process. That's a reasonable point. But on
2: Kathy's point, at some point, you're going to ask the quote passive candidate to do something that shows they're interested. I mean, you have to do that. Right. So it starts with no. hey, dust off your resume, send me a copy, and then we'll see if this is something to look into for you. You
1: know, Jerry, so, I'm hey, with sorry, it. passive I'm guy. With Give me a resume. <laughs> 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 you know, I'm with Lazy I'm ass. With- I'm with Damon and Kathy and I think this is the point of uh Jeremy, uh Jeremy Ames as well. Jeremy, do you agree with your buddy Damon?
4: I do, and and it's partly because we we work in the in the corporate side, so like pulling in a resume from a uh HR system that actually parses it into I'm sorry, pulling in a LinkedIn profile that parses it into a resume is a way that you can get around actually requiring somebody to fill out a resume. So I mean that doesn't. The challenge is that not everyone has that as an option. So you're, yeah, they don't you're even not really fill
1: them out. It's notoriously there. Well, why don't we
2: just skip the interviewing process altogether and just start sending people paychecks because there's somebody that we <laughs> would love to have working on the damn team? Why not? Yeah. I mean, why don't we why don't we fully automate the whole thing? Pay everybody. We're you doing know, well, either that, or,
0: either that,
2: or
0: we just go back to the forties. Whatever you feel is best, Jerry.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, what would I know?
0: Okay, now here's yeah.
1: something that came I know up very earlier. Better. I'm sorry. Here's something that came earlier. And, and Damon, since you're you're in the uh, in the same game as Jeremy, you can be a co-guest with him at this point. There's 15 minutes. Do you think whatever. what they
2: do is a game, Animal? I don't he think, just think so. Said,
1: he just okay, well, let's go on. Our, our buddy, I'll skip what I was going to talk about. Our buddy Jeremy has said a bunch of contradictory things seems to me about gamification he said gamification and talent acquisition could be a game changer then he said we're moving into a new era of gamification in the recruiting space early adopters will capitalize then he said gamification has not lived up to the hype i don't even know what gamification is what what are you talking about
3: what is
4: it uh it's akin to pac-man you you play much Pac? no it's when when you talk about gamification in the talent acquisition and recruiting space, it's about uh, putting candidates up against each other in an exciting game like situation to see who comes out on top. So
2: that,
4: that game is of being
3: Thrones? what's that Game of Thrones? Who's going to be get the kingdoms or what? Kind of a
2: professional strip poker of sorts, and and the naked <laughs> guy gets the job.
0: Next.
4: Yeah it's have you ever seen The Ender's Game that's another example of it that that's a movie that actually when you think about it is they're weeding people out to to get the job based on actual practice so that's that's what that's referring
0: to Damon do you, you use to take the with that? I mean As HR as a whole, gamification is really more, uh, to Jeremy's point, it's about truly making it interesting, making it exciting. You know, you use it a lot in the the learning and development, right? So gamification is I put something out on my social network internally, right, because we do now have internal social networks. Somebody enjoys it. Somebody consumes that information and uses it to better their job. Guess what? I've just been elevated. So it's kind of a reward System. It's a pure, well, pure how can you tell system. that?
1: How can you tell that they used your information? And does it lead you to get a bonus or something in the end?
0: It, well, it should because frankly, if I'm out there and I'm putting a lot of good information out there and people are consuming it, it should be used yeah. internally as uh, part of my performance. Give me an example.
1: Give me an example. How can it work? I want an example. Uh, either either one of you, Jeremy or, or Damon. I want to know uh, a sure. concrete example of recruiting gamification. Go ahead, Jeremy.
4: Uh, I'm trying to think. There was a there was a big company that just recently put it out on their website where they were actually they did a contest to bring to do that first level qualification of uh of job seekers. it was either it was maybe like L'Oreal or some some uh cosmetic Who, company. Who's I think.
1: doing that noise? Don't no! Who's doing that? Not it. Not okay, me. Okay, Not we, it. I want the example of someone who supplies information that other people, it helps other people make placements. Give me an example. Damon, you said, you you mentioned it. Do you have an example? Is he gone? Was that him hanging up? Am oh, no. I still on? Yes. Okay. Well, your buddy, your buddy uh, left. I don't know what <laughs> happened to him. Okay. guess he, you know, he had to crinkle his chocolate bar so much and he didn't like it when I told him not. To. He didn't like that, did he? Now, okay, here, we're coming back to something Jerry wanted to talk about. You are, uh, people with this software now, people apply, do interviews on their phones. You think that's a good idea. Is that right, uh, Jeremy?
4: Uh, doing interviews on your phone, that's a little vague. Can you be more specific?
2: Okay. Jeremy, well, can see. I, can I, hold on, hold on. That's not what he said, animal. And well, specifically, he was talking about how if you're using a, Traditional phone to interview, which is a voice-to-voice conversation, compared to video interviewing, and again, this was in one of the millions of Twitter chats, so he was limited in his characters there to fully explain. He means video technology is far better than old-school telephone technology for an interview. Am I correct, Jeremy?
4: that is the bulk of what i meant i would add to that just the fact that it's not just the replacement of the phone interview versus video interviewing but my point was also that there are other strategic points in the talent acquisition process that can be accomplished by uh... through automation rather than like phone calls so you know like the sourcing aspect and and some of the other screening hey, selection. so that's hey, what i meant. You're
1: going well, well, far afield you talk like a corporate person I read your Josh Burson article that you pointed me or or your your Hive HR Twitter uh, feed pointed me to. Josh Burson says, you can apply for a job with one click on your phone, take an interview via the phone's video camera, and take an online assessment as you apply, okay, so we were just talking about applying with one click using your LinkedIn profile. We already talked about doing the assessment. It takes 12 minutes. So he's suggesting that in the future, and maybe even today, lots of people are going to be interviewed on their phone's video. Is that true or false? Is it good or bad?
4: It is true, and all I'm surprised about is that you actually are are agreeing with my statement, Uh, so thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're getting Josh Burson, who's like one of the biggest voices in the industry, to kind of validate. Big voice
1: doesn't mean right voice. Big voice doesn't mean right Mm. voice. Thought leader does not mean he's my leader, okay? I didn't
4: say thought leader. You did. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
1: There's our happen? buddy Damon there. I like that guy. you got a good friend there. <laughs> did he call
0: back? Sorry, sorry guys. Jerry, you know the deal with the dogs, right? So it was uh, – yeah, I think the dogs had more of an opinion than I did. Hmm. So. Okay, yeah. well, what about game
1: – let me come back to you. Can you give that one example of gamification where if I supply some information and Jerry and Kathy pick it up and make placements with it, I get a, a point yeah. for an assist like in hockey. And then somebody gets um, you yeah, a bonus at the end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I think the the one that comes to mind is Marriott. Um, you know, Marriott's got this game out there called My Marriott Hotel and they get people to go out there, young people for example, to go out and they play this game, it's kinda of like Sims or, you know, Farmville or whatever. And they go out and they actually apply their 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 skills, so to speak. They they see how well they would do in more of a hospitality environment. That information is captured behind the scenes and they can use that to determine do we go target these individuals? And, is, and you could analyze it by saying, is that somebody who's a good fit for Marriott in the future, or is that pocket of people a good fit for Marriott in the future? Okay, um,
1: now I know what we're talking things. about. Okay, the game. I read about this. If you, uh, I read that yes. if you spend 20, 20 minutes doing a game that can tell people more about you than any personality test. So that's what mm-hmm. that's what gamification uh, is about for candidates, right?
0: Right. That's yeah. exactly right. What I about mean, the and look at that? I mean, my son, for example, my son is a 19 year old. I go back to something Jeremy said about the boxes and the millennials. My son's 19. He can't pair his phone to the to the sync system in his Jeep. I mean, so it's you know it doesn't necessarily mean because you're of a certain age or a dem- demographic that you're going to be better at technology. So using gamification, again, back to Jeremy's point, I really think that it means going and finding out who does things well in, in a game type environment. Okay, but what I thought you meant, okay,
1: now I understand that, but what I thought you meant was that it was a game for the recruiters themselves and that they can earn points for uh, assisting the recruiting process. I'm
2: shocked that you don't know what gamification of a –
1: Gary, you're shocked about – Damon,
2: Jeremy, I'm sorry. Let me apologize for those of us in the know. Don't confuse (laughs) us with animal uh, – I don't want (laughs) to hang up. Don't know what gamification is. (laughs)
1: okay okay Okay. hold on damon damon Damon, Uh, you're back here with the dogs aren't you know bugging you what what we were talking about is taking an interview on your shaky video
0: phone you think that's good or bad you know what i think it depends on the position i really think it depends on the position it depends on the organization um if it is uh if i'm looking for somebody that you know, potentially has the ability to come in and do um, a programmer-type job, you know, I'm going to want to know how well they can handle that device. If they're programming for mobile devices and mobile activities within my organization, I'm going to want to know how well they interact with it from a user expect- experience because if they can't look at it from user experience and use that device, they can't program for that device. I mean, it really just depends on the job.
1: Jerry, what do you think of what he said? You can't use your phone properly? You can't, phone. you know, do a phone <laughs> uh, interview?
2: It's a reasonable discussion. I mean, if yeah, that was a okay. conversation yeah, right. going on going on in the a bar, I would probably I could go either hard. way with it. I could say, yeah, he's right on, or I can say, that's absurd. So I'd go either way, depending on how many beers I've had with that one.
1: Okay, that show's starting to get interesting. We're almost out of time. There's one thing I have to get to, because when uh, Tim Sackett was on Drive Through HR, this is almost all he talked about, and it's something that uh, Jeremy talks about as well. And that's the hr software market first of all jeremy says you're too ignorant to buy your own software it's very sophisticated you can't just read about it on google and go out and make a smart purchase he says there's tons of predatory vendors out there who are looking for this is his own words the vendors are swarming the internet looking for unsuspecting prey and he says many selection consultants Are completely biased. They get a big kickback from the vendor, so they're you know they're they're always going to recommend just two or three different vendors, and it doesn't matter if it's the best one for their client. It's because they're getting paid behind the scenes to do that. It's so corrupt. It's like the Wild West. Is that true, Jeremy? I wrote it. It is absolutely true. (laughs) So how can you tell if you've got a predatory vendor or a good, good white hat guy like you? Uh, most often, you
4: can't. So I'm not going to lie and say that you know it's, there's a, a recipe. You know, all I can do is tell you that I, I am one of those good guys. But you know, I can't vouch for.
1: I am not uh, a liar, Jeremy. Uh, I mean, Damon, do you have a do you have an alternate uh, way for people to just figure out who's good and who's bad?
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, you've got to really spend some time with that particular vendor before they ever walk in the door. Um, you got to be looking for – got to do a search for the right um, strategy partner, the right implementation partner before you ever start even thinking about technology. Yeah, there's no technology. way. The
1: only way you can do it is getting a referral by someone you trust. That's yeah. what strikes me. Well, that's true. It just seems so – so tough. This is unfortunately. I'm getting really excited by this interview. There's so much I didn't know before. Okay, I know now. I know how the gamification works, kind of. Uh, uh, but kind, what about, kind of being a key. Kind of, yeah. What about this, Jer- uh, Jeremy? You say I use scenario-based interviews to assess attitude, drive, and fit. What does that mean? I use scenario-based interviews. To assess attitude driving fit if you've got an example that will be golden.
4: Uh I pick scenarios that happen in my company quite often. So let's say you've got a challenging client that you're working with or you have a, a project that's being delayed or, you know, it legitimate things that happen to us that need, you know, quick reactions and so that's that's what I meant by that. would you want to give a real example standards.
1: like I asked for you wouldn't want to give an example. An- I think animal, I'll-
2: I will let you roll into the Animal Show after show time slot without any objection here.
1: Okay, we'll go along. I'll take five minutes. Thank you, Jerry. Okay. Yep. Want to give an example?
4: I do. I uh, I can only roll for so long here, but um, I think okay, I gave one, go. which is... He doesn't want out. the time. Oh, I, the time. I love the time. I just have to let the people yeah, know that i take an hour
1: the time. An hour of his free time. Look, I have really enjoyed talking to you, Jeremy and Damon. You're like a good you're a good tag team. You're good partners. You should always go on together, okay? Because when one guy doesn't have something to yeah. say, the other I, and they supplement, you supplement each other. That worked well. I, yeah, I, I I thought it did. Really? Uh hold on yeah. a second, uh, Jerry. Let me let me get the uh, uh, the I had to bring up your Okay. So anything else, parting words, uh, Jeremy Allen, um, uh, Jeremy Ames, Jeremy Ames, Jeremy Ames, any parting words? Uh, I just would like to thank you for, uh, for going for on me. No, 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 no. don't thank me. No, 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 no. Oh
2: uh, Yeah, I think that was it right there.
1: Parting words for my audience. Parting words for the audience is
4: that find out what the hell is going on, uh, what the heck is going on in the HR technology space. Okay,
1: and here's what you should do. You should follow... Jeremy Allen Ames. Jeremy A L L Y N A M E S. Uh-huh. You have some
0: parting words who is the other guy's name?
1: Damon. Damon. Would you have any
0: parting words? Uh yeah, my, I'm 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 again this is Jeremy's thing. I'd say follow Jeremy because I think that uh
2: yeah, Okay, of that's
0: not the party word. Oh right. my goodness! <laughs> <already said> <laughs> that's but suggesting
2: you know money. Money on. changed hands
0: You'll there. Come that on. was heavy. There's you're no money. I'm rich. What are you talking about? I'm filthy rich. I don't have. Yeah. That. What's your Burnin Twitter it.
1: address? Do you have a Twitter address? Yes, you do. What's your Twitter address, Damon? Oh, Damon Lovett. Spell Damon it. Come it. on. It's not hard. D a
0: m o n l o v e t t.
1: Okay, now we're going to go to Jerry's after show. The guests. Cannot participate, and I won't either. Thank you, everybody.
2: All right. Yeah, I'm not sure where to go with that show. I don't know. Well, since nobody's here, I I'm going to there. hang up.
1: There's a lot of people. I'll hang
2: there. up. Say something, somebody. Or I'm hey, jumping. what's
5: going on, Jerry? How was Who's, Thanksgiving?
2: Hey, man. Uh, Thanksgiving was great. Nice. Yeah. How was yours?
5: It was pretty good. Family came together. we got to spend time with them. I have now, one look, more turkey, turkey I, I need back, to it was cook.
2: <laughs> I ended up somehow with an extra turkey.
5: I'll just mail it to me.
2: It might be past its uh, due date, best buy by (laughs) date. I think it needs to go either in the oven or in the trash, like today, right now. How long can a bird uh, sit in your fridge? Anybody know? I don't know.
5: Anybody? Do not know. Um, Normally, I just get them to frozen and I defrost them. Throw
3: it out. Now. Now. Throw it out. You want want to poison your whole family?
2: Uh, I don't care. I'll poison people. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me. They'll get over it. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, I here, here's my here's my quick recap of the show. Um, interesting, I guess. Uh, didn't really. He was trying too hard to tie it into recruiting. The guy's not in recruiting, and asking somebody not in recruiting their thoughts on all kinds of recruiting stuff is kind of a, uh, a weak show. So again, this blaming it on animal. He's struggling yeah. here, and now he's now he's now he's got non recruiters on his show. Why didn't he get a librarian on there next week and ask how uh, many placements she's made on Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. give some kind of a guess as to how many Facebook, you know? Come on, animal, you're blowing it. Nice guy. I don't know. David uh, came
5: on and he did a pretty good job. He he livened things up at least. It
2: yeah. Seemed like yeah. he had something to say. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, this after show is going to kind of suck. I already, uh, I've already, i already accepted defeat, and uh, I'm just too damn busy today. I'm just super busy. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah. Anybody I'm else ready here? Ready I know Kathy's here, Alejandro, anybody else?
5: I think that's it.
2: How about we give the show a, a, a 79? And a half. 79 and a half. All
5: right.
3: I didn't was that good. He didn't even talk about some of the stuff I wanted to hear about.
5: He didn't. I, I think Jerry's assessment was right though. It's it's he doesn't really inhabit our world that much. I mean, so yeah, I, I wasn't really interested in what he had to say, unfortunately. Yeah, I, a,
2: a nice guy. I mean, you know, I'm sure he'd be fun to hang out with at a party. And uh, what do you do? Oh, I'm in HR software. Oh, okay, cool. You know, my friend over here he sells paint. You know what I mean? I'm sure you guys have as much in common as we do. Yeah, I don't what to. You know, so you're saying a lower score, Kathy?
3: Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, I thought he was a little cocky, and he thought he knew a lot about recruiting and sourcing, which I don't think he did. So
2: I don't know. I think that was a mischaracterization by Animal. Okay. I think. Yeah.
3: And I stand corrected. <laughs>
2: Seventy-three. Yeah mostly because of animal, and the guest
5: was the fish out of water.
3: I didn't like the guest, yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. I've I've gotten in trouble for saying that. I didn't find him interesting.
5: He didn't excite you. You were hoping
3: for more from the guest. Right.
2: (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, it's time to get back to work, especially being out almost all of last week. I'm just just overloaded here, so. Got to get back to work, folks. Have a great week. Talk to you next one.
5: See you next week.